in fact, it shows that you're aware aware of many things. You know what? Then, ah, the cool guy, the Chinese guy, the Indian guy, the European guy, information is. Yeah. That's how you are. That's how. Like that. Oh. Reject love. Reject love. My God, In our past um, practice, I mean myself as well, we've been taught that if we know too many things, it means the mind is distracted. It's um, it's yeah, it's distracted or scattered. Um, so we reject this notion that if the mind knows many things, it's okay. We think that to meditate, the mind must know one thing, or at most two. And not be all over the place. Yeah, He says what tends to happen when we allow the mind to focus on one object is it um, first um, first it will settle down and it will get quite attached quite you know, it will start sticking to the object, which yes yeah, what we want at that time. But we can become very attached to the object. It's like without the object, we can't function. Um, and that then some tension, it can create tension because we don't have it. Focus yeah, if we focus too much on one. So I'm attached to focusing on the breath. I can't even help it. Yeah. <laughs> So Seattle suggests that you don't resist the mind's natural tendency to go to the object that it's used to, which is for you, the anapana. So allow yourself to be with the anapana, but gently also allow yourself to acknowledge other objects that come up while you are on your anapana. So, I mean, I don't know if it's inconceivable that you might be on anapana one whole hour and not know anything else at all. But if you, if you find that that's your experience, he suggests that you ask yourself a question like, what else might I be aware of? So you're on Anapana and there's this question, what else might I be aware of? When awareness, yeah, awareness rather than concentration, when awareness gets stronger, it does have this ability to feel calmly aware of two, three, several objects and feel completely in control because it knows that it is aware. It's like the example he gave in the Dhamma Hall. He says if you, you know, if you, if you were set, if you were told to put your hands together and feel the touching sensation, then what we do is just zoom into that. But if we were just asked to, you know, have our hands together, and what is this experience? You might know a lot more about what this experience is. So in the same way, it's, you know, trying not to zoom into just one ex part of the experience. Awareness mm -hmm. Awareness is always there, whether you're on one or the whole experience, you know, awareness is always there. Yeah. 
in vipassana, you know, the awareness does um, um, interact. It, it does allow itself to be available to all and for many buried objects. The eventual road that he's looking at is for the awareness to become so powerful that the awareness becomes the screen that we are aware of. And then all because all sense doors are um, perceived by awareness um, or known by awareness that you don't have to go out to the sense objects to know them. If you look at the screen of awareness, then everything else is just known in there. Mm. Oh dear. <clears throat> um, this might be kind of the same question, but from a different perspective. Um, in the first day, I think I misunderstood the instructions. so. I tried to just stay openly aware of everything without any particular focus. And I got sleepy, and I got dreamy, and I was distracted, and it was really frustrating. So, toward the end of the day, I decided to go to what my usual practice is, which is a wide focus awareness, but one particular object at a time, really. Yes. So I focused on, I was doing walking meditation, I focused on my feet, and it was wonderful. I could, mm. you know, see the whole room, I could hear the sounds, but my feet kept me grounded. So you have one anchor, but you're still open. Exactly. Yeah, right. And it, it feels as if doing that would allow me to investigate the awareness of a particular thing that comes up. Right. I mean, for example, uh, regretting something in the past, or worrying about something in the future, mm. when those things come up, if I'm just looking at everything, yeah. then I can't really investigate so well. Yeah. So, is this okay, this idea of kind of the yeah. big... Yeah, that's the exact model that, the, that Seattle is going after, really. Yes. Yeah. What Seattle is trying to avoid is that someone plunges into one to the exception of all others. What he wants is for us to be clearly aware of one thing but open to all experience. Yeah. Yeah. You were Yeah, um you don't really mention noting much and you you saying uh to notice or be just to be aware in a very passive way rather than note these things? Yeah. Labeling. Labeling? Labeling? No, he doesn't use labeling. He says, don't. We don't use labeling anymore. Okay. He says you say in your experience, you know, two, three things. Which one are you going to label? Okay. Yeah. So it's more beneficial just to be open to everything right. than just to... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The cool thing is labeling labeling. Yeah, it's only when you focus on one thing at a time that you can label it. When you know three different parts of your experience and in a very comfortable way, which one do you want to label, right? The label is not important. The important thing is the actual knowledge of your experience. That experience. Thank you. Yeah, the knowing of it. Yes. 
So I had a question about the um, the first of the three yogi jobs. Yes. I, I think the jobs were to have right view, right view, to have awareness, and to maintain or mm. persist awareness. Mm -hmm. My question is with the first part, with right view, which um, my understanding of your teaching is a right view would be that my anything I experience, the mind is is nature. Yes. It's not a self. Yeah. Right. My question is, um, however I experience it as a self. Yeah. Um, awareness to me is the most selfie thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have. And, and so the question is, how should I, and I recognize there's the sort of three kinds of wisdom, right. wisdom I've heard, it's logical to me, so yes. I guess I'm at the second stage. Yes. Um, but as my experience is continually countering yes. the right view, mm -hmm. how can I work with, with, mm -hmm. with or how should I be working with that? That's a good question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> ตุ๊กแกกะดาวงาโลยูยูยูทาปิดาตอบรอกุกุกุตะดีทาราก็ตะตะดีอ่ะงาอภิสงอะลุกตะคุโลคันซาเลยมันสะมะกุงาจีน
Keanu gives an example from something he saw himself, but something to think about. He says, so he, there is this leg, and then there is no pain, and then he felt a pain come on, and then the pain went away. But the leg is still there. So... <laughs> so the leg didn't go away. Although it's much easier to think of the leg as my leg. The pain has come and gone. So for him, it was a little bit harder to say that pain was my pain. Yeah, so... <laughs> And he says there are different ways to, to hear this same concept. For example, um, he says when we think of heat, yes, we recognize that heat is a natural entity of its own. There is heat. We know heat outside of ourselves. So it's easy to recognize that heat is not mine mm -hmm. or I am not hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but a little... A little easier. So, you know, he says it's good to hear different ways to approach this same concept. This same but of course, no matter which angle you hear it from, initially it's still just theory. And then you wait for that aha moment when uh, you're not trying and you're watching and suddenly the mind pieces are together and for that moment you feel so. <laughs> Yeah. He says, for every experience, as much as we he says, for every experience we have, we might develop some understanding of the fact that that experience is has its own nature. And however we may come to that understanding, whenever we do, he says, we will find that our attachment or our, the mind's willingness to believe that that experience is mine becomes a little less. So it's a gradual process. It's, it's like when we experience pain, he says, initially when we... Um, come across it and it, particularly if it's very painful the strong sense of I'm in pain this is my my pain is so great is is very very it's it's very strong association but he says when any understanding does arise and the mind is able to see that pain has its own nature he says anybody who understands it at that point of time will find that in those moments they're very they're able to see it very Calmly and as not associated with the self. Yeah. 
and the wording, the languaging we use to, you know, to remind ourselves of right view can be very important. He says, like he, he says, um, know that this is a process of nature. Yes, he says, or know that this is nature. He doesn't want us to say to ourselves, this is not me or mine, because that's very hard for the mind to accept. But to say this is a process of nature is much easier because on top of being mine, it could be a process of nature, right? So the mind just accepts it better. So just to bring that in and not fight with the, the bit about this. And he says, and he says there's something additional to recognize that you actually recognize the selfing or the strong association with self that is present and in fact that is also right a view, right, right view <laughs> to recognize what is there as it is is right view so you see this bit of nature at work that the mind associates with self We have done one, two, three, four, five to go. <laughs> I, I'll go next. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering about working with um, difficult emotions that come up and are often kind of overwhelming, like fear or um, aversion that's sort of aversion towards self. And some of that last discussion was very helpful, but I don't know if he has any other um, suggestions or feedback. It's often there can be a story and then also a really physical response in the body. If it's fear, maybe the heart pounding, yeah. like right now, maybe. ตัวนั่นแหละน้าแหละพุโตละพี่ตั้มตัวโอโอคิดแต่อีโมชั่นมาเลยบ่อุปมาจ้องตาโรบ่อกูจ้องโรเดเดเดเดเดเดเดเด
he, he says rather than complain about the experience, <laughs> but he, he really means like rather than think the experience is a problem, mm -hmm. that this shouldn't be uh, this experience. You know, this is not a good experience, or this is not how minds should be, and this is a an unhealthy mind, or it should be different. Rather than think of the experience in any way at all, you want to recognize that you are practicing, and practice is happening because you are aware. Yogi job, anyhow, yogi job, we have. So your yogi job is actually getting well done. So you know, remind yourself of what is being done well. Now, object will not let time go. Object will not let you to the way I will do your view. Object will take another. A thick hand as well. A thick hand as well. A thick hand as well. Do a pillow, really. A full lily, do let her lily. Let her lily, yeah. Object, object, look at this way. Object, object, yeah. A thick hand at the body, set the belly, they will not let time. Yeah, move it. No, 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 he says something that might help you is to remember that your the experience is the object of meditation. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So this is an object. What's happening, the emotions that come up, um, the fear or the heart pounding, that all these are objects. And you're very well aware of them. So, you know, it, it's it, Initially, it might be difficult, but just remind yourself. But sometimes you might shift into that and, and see that this is just an object, then it doesn't have that power over you because all it is is an object. Experience or object, objects are a thick kind of volume. Because all experiences are objects, and all that an object is is something that is being known by you. That's all it is. So, go, Yejida, go, Nesaina. And what is very important to remember is that your role is to be aware. So if you're aware of a lot of things, you're Yes. <laughs> <laughs> His teacher introduced him to this concept, said to him one day that when you know things as they are, that's right view. He said really hit him very deep, but he said from then on, it really struck him that whatever he was experiencing, because he was knowing it, it was right view. So he said that anything he knew, even if it was a really like horrible thing in his mind, like he, he thought something horrible about somebody else or whatever, he said he was really happy to know it because it, it meant that he was doing the right thing, which was being aware. Yeah, so the mind would feel satisfied in fact, quite joyful about the fact that he was aware or awake, you know. So it's, it's like a paradigm shift from why am I being like this to oh, I'm being aware of this, yeah, because that's right view. Yeah. yeah. 
He says, what happens with a lot of people is, he says, their, um, their first response to any experience, especially if it's something that they deem perceived to be negative, is to be like, oh, what, why am I doing this? Or why is this happening to me? Or why am I feeling this way? He says, it's because our training is so much to be focused on the experience. We forget the fact that there is awareness. And a big part of his job in trying to teach yogis is that he wants them to appreciate that there is awareness and that is more important. No, my and it's very important to appreciate this awareness because the recognition of that awareness is what will bring your practice towards the awareness. He wants people to feel that the experience is less important and to feel more and more that the awareness, the presence of awareness is what is really important in practice. He says in the landscape of meditation, there is the awareness and the objects. But we are so trained to think that what we are, we must observe in a certain way and so on, but we forget the observing itself. So we, we are one-sided in our view of the landscape, which includes the very important thing that's doing the, the whole meditation, you know. So he says, we must have a complete picture of the landscape. So not only to know that there's experience being known, but to um, acknowledge the, the knower, to acknowledge the awareness, to give it kudos. He says, he says when we give importance to the experience, we easily have aversion and attachment to experience. We want, we don't want, we want, we don't want. But when we give importance to awareness, he says it teaches us how to be aware. <coughs> <laughs> this isn't just during meditation, but it's generally a sense of how to uh, live with the despair about the world in general, particularly our own country. Um, I'm aware of it. Should oh. I be glad? <laughs> <laughs> Generally, what do I despair? ดีไทม์ปิ่วตรงนี้ดีไทม์ปิ่วเฉยๆอย่างสวาเนี่ยเราตรงโหมาชิรอว่าเออเดสเปอร์บ่เออลงอยู่ตูติเนี่ยเด
When Siano says to be happy that you're aware, um, the awareness is of the direct sense objects, the things that we can, uh, that the, the mind can directly Quality of con mind contact with. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So it's either in mind is either your feelings, your, um, you know, recognizing their thinking, not got, not into the story of, not, not into the story of it, not the story of America or its state, no. just the fact that the mind is thinking, or, you know, the other, other five physical sense doors, the actual contact, the awareness comes into contact only with the five, with the six sense objects. Mm -hmm. When you have awareness of the actual sense contact or the actual sense object, that's what you have. That that's what he's saying. You can be joyful of knowing the mind for what it is, knowing the body for what it is. Meditate awareness, meditate awareness for sense for tima. Meditate awareness for. Yeah. So. Um, so Siado um says here maybe it's important to understand the difference between what you call awareness and meditation and what is our everyday awareness. So he was in a car with somebody and and another car passed by and um, the driver said to him, Seattle, a car passed by, he said, and I know a car passed by, is that awareness? And he said, <laughs> he said, yeah, you know the car passed by. Anybody would know a car passed by. He said, dogs move away when cars pass by because they know. Yes, as well. So, so what is the difference between a meditator's awareness and an ordinary one? So he said, the meditator is aware of his sense contact. He's aware that seeing has happened, hearing has happened, he has felt something move by, and the direct awareness of those contexts is the meditator's awareness. And he's aware that because of the awareness of this sight, this sound, he, that has translated into the story that a car has passed by. Mm -hmm. So that's how the mind has perceived. So aware of seeing, hearing, perception, mm -hmm. that's the meditator's awareness. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I've been trying to practice to be aware for a number of years. That's been my practice staff for a few years. And in the book it talks a lot about being aware with wisdom, um, about awareness alone isn't enough. And I've been playing with trying to see, like, how is my awareness? But it, it feels like there's the object that I'm aware of, and there's that awareness itself, 
but I'm not able to see in that moment how the awareness is. Um, sometimes if the object is something desirable, if there's desire, I'll recognize, okay, there's a defilement here, there's desire, or if I don't like it, I'll recognize there's aversion. Um, but most of the time it's just recognizing the object. Um, this is mostly true about objects outside the, the body, like, like if I'm seeing or hearing. Yeah. Um, if it's thoughts, then it's, well, it's even more <coughs> difficult to, to pay attention to thoughts because they're so fleeting. But, um, so I guess until, I think a long time ago I, I asked Steve this and he said, when, when I was ready, it would be obvious. <laughs> I've been trying my best. <laughs> but, um, but so I don't notice. I notice that I'm aware. I know I'm aware of things, but I don't know, um, that I don't feel like I have an awareness of awareness itself. Yeah. Um, Awareness with wisdom. Erao tuwa tu the tiu pian ti bo chu zare. Dame pao man ti ne tuwa ti ne le lao pe ti ti ne le ho upama ayo ti le. Dame tu di tu ti la ti ba ma tu lu san san mo pi lu pi ma bo tuwa ti lo ti le dame ba ma pi ne la mo ti le. อายุที่เนี่ยนับรถขาดเลยจ่ายจ่ายมันตีเลยโอ้ไม่จ่ายไม่จ่ายมันตีเลยดังนั้นตู้ใส่แท้มาตีได้ไอ้ไอ้เว
Pisau je ujau mati ya, okay? Kalau Sarah said, um, you know, the Buddha put it so clearly how how much we can know about one thing. For example, he says he said if something is present, you know it's present. If it's absent, you're also clearly aware that that is not that it is absent while something else is present, right? This is absent. He says, also recognizing Pichon. the cause of its arising when it's present <laughs> or absent. Why it w- what, what are the factors or elements that cause this presence to persist or sustain or increase? What are the causes that cause this experience to, to wane or fade? Yeah? <laughs> It's a simple example. Money in your pocket. He says, if it's there, you know it's there. If it's not there, clearly knowing it's not there. Understanding how to make money come into your pocket. Understanding how to grow your wad of cash. And understanding what makes the cash flow away from you. Something we do every day, daily. But understanding all them. <laughs> but he says, but we're not interested in the Dharma as much as we're interested in our money. <laughs> That's quite clear, yeah. <laughs> He says, that's why he says, you know, like he said to her, the landscape. It's important to know the landscape of meditation. Not just the experience, but the observing. And not just the observing, but the quality of the observing. Is it a dull observing? Is it interested, not interested? Just, you know, you have to be interested. It's just like if you want to make more money, you have to understand a lot of things around money and what makes it. How, what makes it move and work. And, yeah. So now instead of money, we're interested in the quality of mind and quality of awareness. Yeah. Yeah, he says initially he didn't understand all this either. He just did, you know, meditation. But then his teacher would ask him questions. What is this? Why is it happening? And then he, wa- he wanted to be able to answer it. So he'd go back and investigate a lot <laughs> yeah, to find out. Yeah. <laughs> So then he also learned how to, like, how to bring some intelligence or wisdom or curiosity or interest. All of them are different variants It's like his question yesterday. Um, why is there rising falling? You know, and then when he finally worked back to the breath and it was like, 
which which comes first, you know. So yeah. Ah, maybe maybe so. Yeah, I think So once there is a question, he says, then the mind starts investigating. Then it's awake. It doesn't feel sleepy anymore. It's yeah. He says there's no need to focus or make effort. If the mind is interested, then it feels effortless because there is a goal and it 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 likes this process of Yeah, he says education is a a process of mind, yeah. It's an intellectual process, not a physical process. Yeah. Who are doing a physical process? And meditation is is an intellectual process. It's not a physical process. So we can't like put physical sort of energy into it. So when we make too much effort in, um, you know, like focusing too hard and stuff like that, it becomes almost physical the way we approach Mm -hmm. meditation. Yeah, then we get tired. Yeah, it's that's what your mind is going through a lot now. Well, I'm, I'm, it's still lingering. It's still lingering. I've just come out of uh, almost two months of very intensive uh, business negotiations. Yes. So, so it's very heavy. Okay. Yeah. So think of yourself as being on vacation, he said. This is my vacation. Okay. Oh, my life intense time alone. Yeah, so don't practice intensely. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Yes. I'm a scientist, and you might, he said, find that you know when you're not putting in so much effort or you know, um, he said, when you've been working very intensively and then you allow yourself to relax, it's very natural to start feeling drowsy because you're letting the tiredness come in and all that. He said, let yourself. Yeah, 
if you feel sleepy. Yeah, just be patient with it. Don't blame yourself. Let yourself allow it allow yourself to be so. Yes. Can you say something about what it means to know an object? What, like, what does that really mean when I you know something? So the mind experiences it directly. So a fleeting sensation, if it's only known on the level of quickly moving? Anything that's a movement of mind or an experience of mind is very fleeting and quick. Because you can't you can't physically experience mind, you can only know. That, that was there, it was there. Do it, 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 do he says, your leg. He says, you can't know your leg. Mm -hmm. You can think about your leg, mm -hmm. but you can't think about it. You can't know a leg. What you know is the sensations inside the leg. Mm -hmm. You know it feels this way or that way. So you know the feelings, and that's how you identify something. So you can feel it, and that's how you experience it. Mm -hmm. But to know it's a leg, that's a thought already. Yeah? So, to know this is leg is perception. It's not knowing. It's not awareness. Awareness is knowing the sensations and, and feelings. And for example, he says we can't, for example, eating. He says we can't eat. Food. We can only think that it's food. For example, chicken. He said, "What we can, what we actually experience is taste, texture. That's our experience, and that's what we can know. We can be aware of that. We cannot be aware of food or chicken. That's thinking about. We cannot know chicken. <laughs> we cannot eat chicken." <laughs> So no knowing doesn't mean understanding necessarily. It just means oh, I don't know. Yes. Yes. Knowing is not understanding. That's another I understand mm. yeah. He says of course in English sometimes when we understand something we say I know, I know. <laughs> I I get it, you know, but yeah, that's another so there is the the awareness of experience and then sometimes we begin to understand the nature of the experience the, the principles that of this process yeah. 
So for example, we can experience heat, but when we understand that heat is an object, different level. Mm -hmm. No, I, I found it very helpful to consider, uh, to realize that thoughts are objects. Mm. So that, mm. that made that clear to me. But you don't want to have curiosity about the object, because then that leads you into stories about the thought and why did that, because it's just yeah. a thought that came right. and went. And so then what is the curiosity about? About mental process. The process of thinking, of having a thought. Yeah, do the pattern, do the pattern feeling, no? Feeling that do the process and the interaction of mind with itself. Mm -hmm. So the, the thoughts that feed the feelings and the feelings that feed the thoughts, you might recognize things that fed the initial thought. Yes. And so the process or the principles that make this process move along, mm. but not the story itself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, story, a concept. Story, I don't know, define them alone. Yeah, no, no. yes, you understand that. <laughs> yeah. If you get into the story, the developments, yeah, i physical process, mental process. Mm. So that's what we're interested in. Yes. She's saying, now say, she's saying, now say, look, look. There's a chain of mental processes going on. Yeah. We, we want to see how much of it we can actually understand or okay. see. Yeah, in yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then you might also, you know, there are thoughts and then there can be things behind the thoughts like what is motivating those thoughts? Mm. What what is underlying them? What mm. what pushes them up in the mind? Yeah? We can have angry thoughts, greedy thoughts, yeah, wise thoughts, ridiculous thoughts. You know, what about just thoughts that have ridiculous thoughts? Yes, that have no relation to anything, yes. and therefore. But you can see what why it is like that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, another process of mind that is that is then causing this process to begin. Um, I, so to speak, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I do want to be really honest. So, I've been sitting in this tradition on retreats since 1975. Mm. And it's sort of like a love affair where I feel sort of cheated, you might say, if I'm really truthful with myself. Which tradition are you practicing? What? What do you mean you've been practicing any tradition? Just mind, 
So I'm going to be, I'm being a little dramatic, but it's not really that dramatic. Yeah. Okay, so I've sat maybe, I don't know, I've lost count, maybe 70 retreats. Okay. So, and I think maybe a lot of people experience the same thing. Yeah. Um, what? So what happens is um, awareness deepens. Sometimes this is you know very spacious, big sky mind. It's very um, encompassing. Yeah. Yeah. But every time I come back to little mind. Same mind, but you know, contracts. It's like the breath, sort of. Big mind, little mind, big mind, little mind. When you say come back, it means when you go home. Well, yeah, when you go back to the, the world. Yeah, the world has to be the same as she does. So, I thought for sure by the time I was 50, this process would be finished. <laughs> I passed. <laughs> I passed 50 uh, more than a decade ago. Okay? <laughs> now, I concluded one of three things. Either, either I have a closet full of defilements that's much bigger than I ever imagined. Or secondly, that I truly love Dukkha and defilements <laughs> more than I ever thought I did. <laughs> or I thought I was a patient individual, but it would take more lifetimes than I realized. Or some combination of those. <laughs> so, um, what would I say? It's sort of, I, I said this to Carol when I, when I came in, this is, feels to me like a, he's not going to understand this, like a Tupperware party. You know, a Tupperware <laughs> yes, party. Know a Tupperware. These plastic bowls <laughs> that you go and everybody's comes, Wild about them. and they, they go and maybe they're going to buy some. Yeah. So... We're here buying these, potentially these Tupperware bowls, this practice, and we're yeah. going to walk away with these empty bowls, yeah. and then we're going to use them somehow in our life, yes. this, this practice. Mm. But every time that I take the Tupperware bowls away, yes. they fill up with all this stuff that, you know, fulfills very, very rapidly, and it, yes. you know, it, it, it goes back to the same old patterns, yes? Yeah. Same old... Yeah. Same so they're full, so you can't use them anymore for Oh, yeah, so you have to go get new Tupperware bowls. Or you have to clean them. So, here's my question. Can I tell them about the Tupperware? Tupperware. 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 
ปลาสติกโอ้โหเลยไปเลยเป่ยยีมะยูอ่ะตรุ่ยยินซงมาตัวแท้ๆเลยโหอกุขึ้นลงกว่าเลยล็อกๆเราบ่หูได้มั้
He says the Buddha did, did give a hint. The Buddha said that it is a mind that is free of Lobadosa and Moha that is able to. The free of Moha? Moha. Yes, momentarily even. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is only a mind that is pure, basically, that is able to uh, take a pure object because Nibbana is an object mm-hmm. of the mind. Um, take the Nibbana as an object say or realize Nibbana. In other words, to realize Nibbana. Only a pure mind is able to real, realize Nibbana. So the principle is the mind receives the experience that matches its quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, so the only thing we can do is actually purify this mind as much as we possibly can because as much as we purify it that's how much closer yes it gets to experiencing what is more pure and for real purification wisdom must arise because it is wisdom that purifies the mind experience wisdom when you understand principles, nature, it frees you from certain defilements from those experiences because those are understood. And that's how real purification happens. The problem with all of us in our lives is that we're not able to sustain the process of purification. This is our main problem. That's all. But Nibbana then is an object in... uh, ไสดาวสิอันดัสแตนดิ้งอุเซนาเลระลิมาอายุเซเซอายุแมนเซปูเซอายุเยสอิตอิสนิบบานาอิสดิออบเจกต์ออฟแมกกะแมกกะญาณ
is the principle of things. Yes? Mm. Paramatta. Yes? Mm. Paramatta mm. is reality or the principle, mm. the understanding of the principle of the way things are, mm. the process or however you might call it. For a mega palanyana, a mega yeah. or a palanyana, it's the path mind and the fruition mind. What okay. they are understanding is Nibbana. Yeah. So defilements understand concepts, insights understand principles or paramatta or reality, and the path mind and the fruition mind understand Nibbana. He says it's similar to a rocket trying to escape the pull of gravity and trying to break out of the stratosphere. He says the defilements are like gravity. A rocket is must sustain the the exert the pressure it needs to break free of the pull of gravity and it cannot stop. Anytime it stops it'll fall back in onto earth down back to earth or whatever gravitational pull it's experiencing. So it must it must exert that energy all the way until it's free. So those those understandings, those insights must continually arise to keep keep up the energy to free itself from defilements Mm. Yeah. He says, he says um, how much energy is that? It's hard to say. He says it could be a burst of energy suddenly that just shoots you out, to the, out of the stratosphere. What all you need is a very, very strong power, enough to push you out. Yeah. But, that's, I'm a but the thing is, for all yogis, the problem is that that power can't grow to the to the size that is required to free itself. So if you talk about it in terms of the quality of mind, he says it's not very long, just a split second <laughs> to free itself. When it has the power, then it, it's done in the moment. When it's when it has been That's why this, he said, continuity is essential, because if you don't have continuous if you don't have continuous continuous awareness, so that there can be continuous understanding, then there cannot be that sustained accumulation of power to give that one big push mm-hmm. or small push, yeah. maybe, however it may be viewed. He said that's why he says it's so important to carry the practice until it becomes so natural that that practice sort of feeds itself. It's like, you know, when you cycle and you gain momentum, then you don't have to pedal. The pedals seem to freewheel and, you know, you just have to keep that very minimum Thing going with your feet for the bike to keep going forward. So you have to take the mom- 
the momentum of practice to that level. So all you need is that little bit to keep it freewheeling all the way. What I've come to see is that the very, I'll call it um, wish, not desire, wish for Nibbana mm -hmm. actually creates a pressure against it in some sense. Mm -hmm. ในบ่าวโลจินาวสีนัทเซอร์ฟูอนัมเบอร์ออฟไทม์มาพิเศษเลยอาพิเตโลตุคณะคณะมีเนี่ยนี่บ่าวโลจินาโลจินาโลจิน
Yeah. So although you use the words, there's the understanding that there's something different. You know, it's just a representation. Yeah. When people are not aware of this, he says then, yes. The more they use it, like I'm so angry, I'm so angry, and they just feel more and more angry. Yes, and that feeds into the defilements if they're not consciously, if they don't have any understanding of it. Okay, there's nothing more than he says he has to do some more shouting at, in the evening. <laughs> 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 yes. 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 Focusing on your, that's a bad word here, I guess, uh, Nama <laughs> or Rupa, um, just to speak a bit about the dualistic language and of uh, object and the awareness of the object mm -hmm. and some under, you know, what the understanding is of that, um, the sense that ultimately there isn't that duality. Can you, um, I, I understand what you mean, but can you? Tell me differently. Well, um, uh, the object and the knowing of the object. Yes. And so in that, there's that's just a dualistic way of speaking about. What things. is your experience um, of it? Um, Do you feel that it's one in your experience? Uh, as I pay it, yes, I do. I, I do. Okay. Yet, there's this languaging about it. Yes. Okay. You mentioned just before you began your question mm -hmm. something about somebody asked us something in the so, yeah, in the hall. Uh, uh, neither neither of you was there, but yes. someone started to ask a question this morning, yes. and Stephen encouraged him to save it for this. Okay. But she's not in this group, so okay. I thought, well, I'll ask it here okay, because perfect. I won't hear the answer because I'm not in the same group with her. That's fine. Okay. ရဲ့ဝန်နက်ဆိုတာရှိတဲ့အားလုံးကဒီဘောဒီဘောရမှုဒါမဲ့အားလုံးကအတူအတူဒါမဲ့ဒီဘီကမေးတဲ့အတူ
ตัวเจ้ามาปลุปลุตัวเจ้าชื่อแต่เฮาเตะตัวควยเลยลงมาคันซาอุทิแท้มาบ่ชื่อเออแล้วถ้าตัวอติญญาบ่เลยบ่ม
the, my body, the weight, the temperature, and things like that yeah. to start. So yeah. that, uh, or or should I really empty all that? Oh, okay. And okay. When was this broken in this retreat or yes, when you started? Just in this retreat. Okay. Okay. There are two old, old concepts or old sure. Uh, Maybe it would be helpful if I know your checklist. Okay. 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 Because it really can alter completely the way sure. things go, and and then I I, I, I go through uh, the feelings, the weight of the body, the the contact of the body with the ground, the temperature. Is there tension? Where is there tension? Uh, uh, is there is there impatience? Is there nervosity? Is there calm? Mm -hmm. uh, is there sadness or depression? Yeah. I mean, I can go on like that for about uh, one uh, A4 page. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the checklist. It's a, the checklist, and and and, and then, then I. What I do, I don't know. Then I'm I'm sitting I'm on my plane yes. <laughs> to go, and I. I feel where it starts. I okay. don't know. It, it, okay. it starts usually in, in the body somewhere so and the attention gets uh, okay. taken by that point and okay. then I... After that you let it sort of flow naturally? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, checklist อ่าสาตุโมทิเวชั่นเนี่ยจีเลยมาจ้องอาทอมเนี่ยมาจ้องเลยสรุปตุ้ยบุตุ้ยเลยเนี่ยโมทิเวชั่นมาเนี่ย
totally stupid, <laughs> or is this the, um, how how do I deal? Well, I was trying to see how the mind was experiencing that moment in the meditation, yes. and when I tried to do that, that's this silly uh, silly uh, happening, I would say. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. ชื่ออันนี้ท่าวบลูแล้วชื่อแมลงโลดะชื่อมาดิฮายูตัวมะกาวโลดเถอะนะตูมีเนี่ยแต่ไม่ได้อยู่ผิดอ่ะมะกา
Og Johannes, du lader sig sige, hold lang, hold lang. Ja. Så de siger ni der, siger ni der. Dem jeg siger, er der de ud, jamen jeg vil dine af mig, hold ni af mig. One easy way to appreciate your awareness is to just ask yourself every now and again, is there awareness? And that helps you to come back to the fact that that is what is. And if the come if the reply comes back or sounding yes, there is awareness, then yeah, you know it's clearly there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I had the feeling that the, um, yesterday I heard you say that it's important to meditate with the eyes open. Important to that, you know. Meditate with the eyes open. What he means by important is that we must be equally skillful at practicing with or without the eyes open. Quality of mind to do pia. Yeah, we must be able to have the same quality of mind, same awareness with the eyes closed and same awareness with the eyes open. Then we can continue to be aware even when we're at home. Otherwise we go home and we have to keep closing our eyes and we have to continue. Seeing is a very natural object to um, be aware of because it's so obvious, you know, the, this process is... He says, um, the only thing that people find difficult is that the habit of, when we try to recognize their seeing, the habit of looking and, and seeing an object outside of ourselves um, is, so pre- is so ingrained in us that it's difficult to see the the process of the the eye and the mind just doing this this work and not sort of Concept have to know immediately that it's a wall or a face, you know. Yeah. Our whole life we've used our eyes to actually know the concept, concepts of the world, you know, the distance, size, shape, and so on of, of things around us. And that uh, recognition comes in really quickly. Yeah. So to un- understand that there's just a process of seeing and not really have to go into the names of the things we see. Some, some people find it a bit difficult to, to switch to... And then he says it's practice as well. If you if anyone practices, they start becoming more familiar, familiar and understand it more easily. Yeah, and practice makes perfect. Ten thousand hours. I think that's a good concept. Ten thousand. Good 
what about if you perfect your sila? Like you really are disciplined. Mm. Would it need less practice? To perfect sila, you have to have a lot of awareness. Because if you are not aware, you don't know whether you are. Because when you have a lot of defilements, it's easy to just go that way. You, know? mm -hmm. you can't control the mind, whereas it takes a lot of discipline. To maintain your and I understand that he's saying about it being persistence and perseverance, but in the moment, I was aware when he, I don't know your name, but he was saying to her, just practice lightly because she's just come off of a hard time. And I, I feel like I'm trying to, I'm trying to practice lightly generally because I tend to not. But what, when, when would one practice completely <coughs> and when not? This, uh, this kind of awareness, it feels like I've had a few moments in these couple of days where there's a very, very light awareness of a lot. And then it seems so close to non-awareness that it just goes away. Yeah. And I don't... Am I trying for that? Am I sort of going for that? Do yeah, I, you understand? Yes, that? I do. Okay. Do you want to go to the house? 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 Do you want to go to โอ้ตัวเปียวเลยเบชิงมาปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอปอ
like you said, ask, is there awareness? Yes, so that will keep bringing you back to it. Oh, the PAP movement now south. And he wants everyone to, rec to know this, that although it feels very light, with the sustaining of the practice over a few days, it actually starts to gain clarity. It won't feel effortful, but it will start gaining clarity. It's sort of like um, if you can train your eyes to become better. Mm. You know, it's sort of like just practicing using your eyes in the right way until it becomes like a, like a magnifying glass. If you could do that, like if you could work a muscle yeah. until it's very big. So if you could train your eyes to see right, so it becomes like a microscope or a binocular. So it, it so it's a bit like that for. The mindfulness, if you just let it do its work lightly, the mindfulness gains power. A power that you cannot imagine, um, but, but it comes. So you're not trying to see, you're not trying to see clearly. You're just waiting for the awareness to to gain momentum and gather its own power. Ability to learn all of it. Yeah, so the, when you practice something, that becomes more skillful. So you want that skillfulness of, that, of the awareness to, to, um, to grow naturally, so that you can see the power of natural awareness. <laughs> he says it's like, Putting on spectacles, you know, when, when that awareness doesn't have the power, no matter how much you squint or stare, you can't see better. But if you allow it to, to gain enough power, then it's like putting on a pair of specs and suddenly yeah. The nature has hit me So that nature is there already. But that's where I am right now. Yeah, so don't, don't try to see. Yeah. Just, just walk around. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he says, just because you haven't got the spectacles yet, but it will come. It's in the post. <laughs> so, <clears throat> let's say that you um, experience an unskillful mind state, like aversion or desire, mm -hmm. and you're aware of it. Mm -hmm. Is there some other action that you can take to try to change that more quickly or, or simply you, you need to just maintain awareness and let it uh, dissipate of its own nature, of its own transience? So just apply the three yogi jobs, right view, awareness, first to, to, to remember this nature, a process of nature, aware of that process, not the story, not the story of the anger, the aversion or the um, greed, you know, or the attachment, the, the nature. And then to sustain awareness of that. Uh, sustain so uh, 
So when you sustain awareness, it means you're watching it continuously, understanding the, the then some learning about the nature of that process can arise. No, no awareness, no moment of awareness ever goes to waste for the mind. Every moment of awareness is for the mind a piece of data that it picks up and stores for future reference when it's ready to understand something. So remember the goal. The goal is not to change the experience of the object. The, the goal is to make awareness continuous. So, Objectability. whatever the experience, if it's a defilement, then that is the object. Awareness is still present. Anybody left? <laughs> okay. Almost two hours. Mm -hmm.